0: Forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. But damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I am your host, Jordan Aerith, and with me as always, we have talented artist, comic
1: enthusiast, and Trekkie head, J.R. Gonzalez. <laughs> What's up, baby? Uh, what up, yo? How's, how's your day been? Thank you for mentioning my shirt. Not a lot of people like this shirt for some reason. Who like, doesn't like that shirt? That shirt's fantastic. I don't know. I don't
0: is that know, Kirk with shades on, it. too, or who is that?
1: It's Kirk with shades. It's like a light blue color, and at the bottom he says, um, so hard. Trek so hard.
0: Yeah, dude. That's fucking sick. I would rep that shirt tough. Whoever says they don't like yeah. it has has poor taste. Um, yeah, they do. My day's been pretty uh, uneventful, but also found a way to make it exhausting. It's, once again, 100 <laughs> <That's> degrees. That <shitty. laughs> sounds yeah. shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's 100 degrees in Seattle uh, still. And I wanted to be productive today, so I I, cl- I did a deep clean in my apartment, and uh, you know, got on my hands and knees and scrubbed floorboards, mopped the entire place, dusted, washed all my sheets. I mean, I I went I went ham on the productivity I like uh, when I had this, and I and I mean the part of the reason was I didn't do shit yesterday really either, and uh, the reason being is I just came off a three day tuna fishing trip. Um, Ooh, fun. Well, T- attempted tuna fishing trip we we were going for tuna that was the one pretty much the one species in the sea we didn't see but um got a lot of rockfish and got a lot of uh king salmon so it was a it was a freaking blast uh down in westport and one thing i will say i've never been 70 miles out uh, in the ocean on like a small charter charter boat i am not built for the sea my ancestors were not seamen. <laughs> They were seamen at one point. We were all seamen at one point, but they were not seamen because I don't think I was born to be on the water. I mean, if you, I'm a Virgo, which is an earth sign. My last name is Aerith, which literally means earth. So I think that I'm just meant to be grounded <laughs> on land because uh, I, 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 I have gotten seasick every time I've gone fishing in Cabo for Marlin. And then going on this tuna trip, I was a little like, okay, I'm going to get seasick. You know, it's going to happen, but... I'll power through. It was a work trip, so I don't want to, you know, be that guy. Um, but I got this guy named William was uh kind of leading us on this trip He's one of our accounts, and he uh found this black market uh drama mean type pill called Grovel that you can only buy online or in Canada. And he's like, this, okay. is, this is what works. And I was like, All right, I'll try it, because I've tried dramamine, didn't work. And so me and my my boss, uh, he he took it as well. And my boss is the he's he's one of my idols. He's like my mentor. And uh, I worked with him in Alaska, and he brought me back down here in Bellevue. And he's 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 very stoic. Um, he's almost got that, that Gosling-esque, you know, about him, where he's just, like, you know, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. But uh, he's also, a, he's, like, known for being uh, a legendary, like, punctual, dependable employee. Like, he's never, he's been worked, like, one of his claim to fame, he's worked with the company 14 years and never called out a day. And he always talks ah. about that when, like, comes to people, like, not showing up on time and stuff. And so me and him were going on this trip, and he's never gotten seasick. I always get seasick. So we both took the pill just to be safe. And we get out there, and, like, an hour and a half in, he's over the hall just puking on the side the entire (laughs) – And we're out there for 12 hours, and he was doing that from an hour and a half in all the – like, the entire day. And this guy was just green from the start. I have never seen him so vulnerable, but it just looked fucking miserable. And I felt fine. And I always get sick. Wow. So the Grovel worked. Um, But then like after like 10 hours, it kind of wears off and I started getting it, you know, there's the rocking of the ocean, but all in all, it was a fucking blast and I got a ton of fish and I don't know if you saw my tutorial I put on on my IG story last night. We did.
1: Amber thought it was very cute and she loved it.
0: I was going for informative, but I'll take cute. That works. (laughs) That works. Yeah. Fish tacos had that last night, so it was delicious. But yeah, so that's why I I, I didn't do shit yesterday and I didn't really do anything today, but I I want to be somewhat productive.
1: Um, I like it. Yeah. That's, that's fun. Answer. What
0: have you been up to?
1: Um, It's been busy. You know, I, I feel like I can't get stuff done. That's how busy um, items and items just pile up on your on your to-do list. What and are you so, talking um, about?
0: Last time we talked, you were like, yep. So we sat on the deck and then we grilled on the deck. And yeah. And then we looked at the stars That was literally <laughs> last Friday. This is
1: a new episode uh, where we are change. Uh, my job just seems to get busier and busier. Summertime. Um, stores getting busier, so with Action City, you know, online with eBay's and you know stuff like that. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just been one of those weeks where I have not been able to like relax or do anything to myself. So I can't even play with myself because I have no time to winkle dinkle down there. Oh um, goodness,
0: how can you survive?
1: I know. I don't know. I just just keep going. Um, <laughs> but today we went to the the Lego store, August first. Uh, kind of posted the line today which was massive i saw that what was this big release what was Lego? i didn't Uh, know so legos had a ton of stuff come out today i guess it's been a while since um, many new sets have come out and i was told about 150 ish plus of new sets came out today we're talking um reason we go is amber loves lego uh mario legos and so she we go and get all the the new stuff that came out which is all luigi stuff um, about a year ago and a year and a half ago it was all Mario, now it's all Luigi and then they put all these sets together and you can actually play it like it's the video game, but in Lego's form. Oh. Ah, um very So cool. yeah, so she's got she you know, that's her thing. She loves Legos. She I you know, she puts up with me and my stuff and so we go and do her stuff, which is Legos and do You watch Lego Masters? I have not, but I want to. It's how the on fuck are you every... gonna
0: be in line at Lego for however many hours, have an obsessed Lego fanatic wife. And not watch Lego Masters.
1: You know, she sense. just does it. She does it for the game. You know, she doesn't do it for the, uh, <laughs> oh, she doesn't do it for the me. fame. She's a purist. My, yeah, my apologies. A, so, she, <laughs> um, so that was my Sunday. It was about two hour line, two hour, an hour line. Um, some people were getting testy. Let me tell you, testy in the Lego line. Not going to mm. say anybody or mention any type of person. You know, um, because I, that's I bet
0: there was an odd amount of ego in that Lego line. Like there always seems oh to be in those, those kind of places. Just
1: ridiculous. Like I mean, the, I feel bad for the Lego employees because you're you're dealing with like two to three hundred people, right? And mm-hmm. there's only like four or five of them, and you're trying to control those lines. And some of them are like, "She's not paying attention. Move forward." I'm like, "I'm not listening to you unless you have a yellow vest." Like, why are you so upset? It's Legos. Like the store is fun. Like relax.
0: Bricks her life, Doc. I guess. um yeah yeah that's it so so what'd you end up getting what was the the big uh, we for bought you? all the
1: mario sets which okay. was great um there's like a, a bowser boat that um that you you know that she, we were kind of worried because there was some a limited edition t- i actually know one of the guy that works there's named justin he goes to the comic book store follows us on instagram you know that kind of stuff follows my art and he was telling me <laughs> he has a list of items that they had on a clipboard of like, okay, this is what we're short of. And he has to walk down the line and ask people what they were there for and tell them if they had it or not. So that way they didn't waste their uh, day standing in line and then get to the to
0: Well, the that's, store that's kind of sold out. To, to be curt, like courteous to the people at the back of the line. You know, that would be yeah, the worst.
1: It, it's, it's nice, <clears> but it's <throat> also like the disappointment in some of the people when they find out their stuff is, they've already out. been
0: waiting and it's sold out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like,
1: uh, that sucks. So, um, but yeah, we got what we wanted. We got, you know, you know, I've gotten diff- I've never really I hardly get stuff from there, but I've gotten stuff before um but this time I, we were just for there for Amber.
0: Well, that's so Perfect. sweet of you. And yeah. I would highly recommend getting on Lego Masters. I've watched every episode. Will Arnett is a I'm a big fan of Will Arnett and he he crushes it and just the shit they build, man. I did not know bricks could do what they make bricks do. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's um, pretty fun. But we're not here talking Lego today. We are here talking East of West from Jonathan Hickman, a story that we've been talked about, talking about putting on the show for a while now. JR has been very excited about it and we figured we finally found a gap in our in our schedule to let's pop it in. And so, we will get to that here shortly, but before we do, let's go into beverage breakdown. All right, so I just took a leisurely stroll through South Lake Union to find the proper beer to pair with this episode, and uh, my first stop is always Bartels, because it's right down the street from me, and usually has a pretty strong beer selection for a little convenience store. Motherfuckers close at four on a Sunday. Like, they, like, what?
1: That's interesting. They got bought out by CVS. Amber actually used to work for Bartels, and it was such a mom-and-pop Uh, feeling for Bartels and now it's like such a weird thing. Now they've gone corporate.
0: Well, funnily enough, you said CVS was my second stop and they were open. So uh, (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe they're opposite hours because they own each other now. Who who knows? But uh, I I was looking for a beer. I didn't know what I was going to find yet. And CVS, while Bartels has a great beer selection, CVS has like four beers. And one of them was Ollie IPA, which we did last week. So I was like, great. not gonna do Bud Light, and then I looked and I see Apocalypse IPA from Ten Barrel Brewing, which just couldn't be more perfect for the episode that we're about to do. Um, so that grab that real quick, and oh, look, look at that pour. She's a beaut. Beautiful. She's a beaut, Clark. So Apocalypse IPA. I've had Ten Barrel. I'm actually a big fan of Ten Barrel. Um, they're located in Bend. Yet another Bend brewery that we've put on the pod. Uh, my buddy, actually, that I was in Walla Walla with a couple of weeks ago, um, my roommate we stayed with in the hotel, he works with the owners of Tenboro. He's a financial investor. And he said there's three of the coolest freaking dudes. They started the company in 2006, and they just like to make beer and, and kind of you know hit the slopes and party. And uh, like he went to a... A conference with them and or they were hosting or they were a contributor or a donator and like everybody when they got to their tables there was like hundreds of people here everybody's seat had a 24 case of 10 barrel in their seat so everybody got beer for free from them so they're that's cool they're those kind of people yeah so I was really excited that this, they had this so I could try it um, I've never had Apocalypse IPA for them actually so without further ado oh that is tasty. They do not let you down when it comes to their flavor. They are so consistent, and it's a West Coast IPA, so it's not going to be like the hazy New England style. It's more of the bitter, piney, citrus, like sharp, and it's supposed to be kind of something that will cut through all that sweet and all that bullshit when you're out on the like on a bike trail or out, uh, you know, adventuring, hiking, whatever. It's not going to be that sweet. You don't want that sweetness. You want that kind of earthy. You know sharpness and this is what it brings it's got a a citrusy aroma almost like a grapefruit that kind of adds that sting that it pronounces but it's very mellow um and all around just really good it's 6.8 70 ibu so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna do the pick do the job for you as well um the only thing if i had to say that i was i would want more from when it comes to 10 barrel is their their logos their can work and their bottle work like this doesn't stick out to me you know on the shelf like you see it it's just big kind of block print and subtle coloring on the bottom and a little bit of a shade on top i don't know what do you think
1: you know sometimes it's less is more but i guess with marketing and when you're competing with all the other um i do know someone who buys beer because the label kind of sticks out as well um (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you got to, I guess, mix it up just a little bit, I guess, you know, stand yeah. out. Your, your taste is there. Why not just throw a little bit of shine on it, you know, to make it a little bit more, you know, stand out? Because, I mean, you, anytime you go down and buy any of these microbrewery beers, I mean, it's colorful. I mean, it's bright and-
0: yeah, and it's it's more competitive, more competitive than ever right now. Like, and I'll be honest, yeah. like, that doesn't stick out to me. If I like, I had to do it twice over before I saw it, because it's just yeah, it doesn't pop. But it's so good that I think they're underselling themselves, and and I don't think they should go into that you know super like pastel crazy neon. No. like don't just like be bit. yourselves. But maybe you know I don't know. Maybe add a little bit more coloring. Like they have some cool shading of trees on the top and the bottom, almost like a Bob Ross painting. I think yeah. they should just do that up, make that more a part of the label, so it really pops. Um, so I that's my it. only feedback for the design, but honestly, the beard is delicious and keep crushing it, you guys down, break it down again.
1: Those are
0: my So that's our beverage breakdown now, before we go into the sixty second synopsis, uh, Jar, I believe you had a little uh, preface you wanted to throw in there to kind of talk yeah. about the beginning of the of the story
1: so. Uh, East of West is a pretty intricate book. You know, uh, we only read one through five. Uh, Story is obviously by Jonathan Hickman. Art is by Nick Grogoda. The art does pop. It does really well. Um, The story was, you know, created in 2013, or published in 2013, and I think it ended in December of 2019. Um, So I completely missed out on buying all the books individually, so... um, Which sucks, but... I'll live, um, but I wanted to kind of give this preface because I have this deluxe book that uh, they put out, image put out on a couple of years ago, maybe even um, and I just bought it this year and you get to read these panels that Hickman puts in there and you get to kind of see his notes and, um, and it's in script form. So I wanted to read uh, page one, panel one. Before you do, JR, can you kind of explain to our listeners that might not know J- Hickman? Like, why is this
0: significant? Like, who is Jonathan Hickman?
1: So Jonathan Hickman has been compared to people like Alan Moore um and writers wow. of of that like complex story writing um there's political views I mean if anybody has read the recently the X-Men stuff House of X Power of X um anything fantastic for you you know that it's so intricate I mean you're getting involved in a world that he has created um with timelines, history, political views, religious views. And so um, it's not just about characters. In fact, I think sometimes he gets criticized because he's not character-driven. He's Um, story-driven. But you get lost in his story. So to me, not being so character-driven, which maybe he might fall at like a Spider-Man story um, or something like that because those stories are character-driven. But Jonathan Hickman is probably one of the most intricate in-depth writers that you can ever read I mean um, I think maybe Rick Remender might come second um, but there's kind of a gap I like that comparison
0: two. yeah I like yeah. that because Remender is close but Remender I would say invest more in the characters um, yeah and Hickman's definitely got the political side I can totally see that in his work I mean yeah
1: mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, cool. that's why that house of X and power of the X works so well with the X-Men stuff because it was political oh X-Men, god you know? it was his whole, so, whole
0: world and it, but it still yeah. was relatable yeah
1: Ex- exactly yeah so that's who Jonathan Hickman is. If uh, if you haven't heard of him or you haven't read anything, go pick up anything of Jonathan Hickman and you'll be very, very impressed and Where
0: lost. would you start? It even
1: be, you know, um just depends. You know, if you want to read something um by your like you don't want to get too involved or you don't wanna like maybe try and figure out if there's like a past, you know, this east of Est- east of west might be a good one. Um I love The Secret Wars with Jonathan Hickman where uh, that came out a couple years ago and kind of ended all the Ultimate Universe. Mm. Um, I saw is as the artist, and that might be a good one to read. It's where all the Earths just combine, all the alternate reality just crumble, and we get one Ultimate uh, Marvel Universe now. That might be a good one if you're looking there. And of course, the House of X power effects, you know like I mentioned, that's probably a good story as well that kind of stand it's kind of the beginning a new wave of X-Men stuff that's come out and that was kind of the beginning of it. So
0: Yeah, but you don't need to read that. You can just go back and listen to our episodes on it and you'll get the gist. That's
1: true. You can go back. Yeah. Um but if you want a visual aid that might help you cuz the art in there is amazing. It well. is
0: fucking cool. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's go into that that preface or preface yeah. or preface or whatever the fuck preface. you say. It.
1: Yeah. So Somewhere in the former heartland, now wasteland of America, this is Acheron, re-entry point of the Four Horsemen of Apocalypse, should they be reborn into the world. In a circular pattern, massive organic rock spires of various heights reach into the sky, In the center of this monument is a symbol, a large circle but still much smaller that... That the outer ring with four smaller circles located, located equal distance, Circle should be uh, equal distance around it. The four winds, the points of a compass, each smaller circle should be the width of a small humanish creature, as that's what's inside. And that's where the four apocalypse come to reborn if they needed to be recreated or if they come back alive. And he, he sums up this little kind of place in the desert, kind of like um some kind of worship place and they come or back altar. alive. Altar, yeah. Yeah. Or uh uh Stonehenge, kind of reminding me of Stonehenge. Yeah. And that panel, he kinda he's describing to the artist what he wants it to look like. And it's it's kind of great. Um and in and, and in caption it says the dream is over. So Apocalypse the fourth is Upon us, and the four horsemen are here to take it, to make it happen. um And that's the panel that I wanted to read because it kind of prefaces our the story, the beginning, right? That's yeah. actually the beginning of the story. In the beginning of the book, they kind of talk to you about wh- why what this universe is about. It's kind of a an alternate universe where you know in Civil War times and um, Native American times, where everything's clashing together and. All of a sudden, they kind of decide these four, like, I don't know, apostles or type of, you know, religious icons or something come up with this thing called the message and the message was not finished. And so later on, another apostle, kind of like a, his name was Mao, who was banished, finish it where the he kind of predicts the end of the world where the apocalypse three, right, but not the third not the third or three and not the third of and the so, three
0: not but not the th- the third yeah.
1: yeah of the three but of not the third yeah and where he kind of throws a prophecy outwards where, where where you jump in and that's where it starts this the the story
0: yeah so uh you guys get all that? That's 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 just the opening scenes and it's <laughs> this is not now that you say House of X and everything like will take me like it's it makes so much sense because I feel like his stories kind of, you know, unveil more and more and more as you get deeper into it. Like up front there's all this kind of confusion and uh really cluster of just information thrown at you and you're you're like you're like halfway through the world and you don't know how the first half got there and you gotta figure right. it out in the next few issues.
1: Yeah. And what he does is he literally kind of drags you in and he's like, okay, not telling you everything, but maybe hinting at things as he's telling the story and kind of gives you a reveal as you read and a reveal as you read. And you're like, how many reveals can I have? (laughs) Honestly, infinity. You know what I mean? I think that's what's so great about Hickman is because he draws you in. Constantly, you know, it's not like M Night where you get one reveal at the end, and then that's the kind of you know, okay. The, we're not gonna Pikmin. use
0: this platform to bash M Night. He I'm is... not bashing
1: M Night, I'm just saying it's a different. Have you seen old? Have
0: you seen old yet? It just came out in his new movie. I have
1: not seen old. I want to see it. Is it. It looks uh, good. I wouldn't we watched... watch it and throw it on the mic.
0: Yeah, I watched a quiet place too last night actually. That was pretty cool. How was that? Was it was it? good. Yeah, it was predictable, but it was good. Um, okay. But yeah, I agree. I think Hickman has a good idea. And, and he's not revealing stuff like it's not like a, you know, early 2000s, early late 90s soap opera where, oh my God, Jenny's pregnant. Like it's not those <laughs> kind of reveals. Like these reveals are so strategic that you could tell they were already planned from the beginning. Like he has such a a long cast for his timeline and he has all these little milestones along the way that are all pre-planned and that you can tell that they all come like naturally and they're not forced, which is really, really hard right. to do how, much, how often he does it.
1: Right, quite often. Um, so I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read the synopsis here. Kind of a, you know, it's gonna last a little bit longer than 60 seconds. Okay. But um, it's re- it was I try to get it down, but it's quite a bit of block.
0: That's a, that's okay. Us. But here's the thing: it has to last 60 seconds. So. Okay, that's. So like that's totally cool. But, but also, things, so <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> there's, enough, there's been enough <laughs> self-deprecation already in this episode. All right.
1: There's never enough of that.
0: you ready Alright, you ready get set hit it
1: all right the main character of this story is death one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse death himself doesn't want to do anything with the apocalypse he just wants to live his life as normal as a regular person would do and the reason that he has decided to do this is because death has fallen in love her name is Zhao lin and they had a child the child had been taken away from them by the three remaining horsemen and he and is being raised as the beast he's hooked up to a virtual reality ai that is training him to s- see the world and and it's twisted and dark ways up to this um uh, twisted and dark ways by the chosen these people called them the chosen believe this is the apocalyptic scripture called the message which points towards the apocalypse so they are cho- uh, chosen here to facil- facilitate that, and um, and are raising him to brainwash him to see the end of the world. Uh, there are different nations at this time. There's seven in total, and that's kind of where we're at. We're dead. Oh, is on the path.
0: that was it, dude. You had 105. You were so goddamn close. You could have made that happen if you didn't fucking just <laughs> camp on some of those parts. <laughs> That's all right. Done it. All right. That's okay. That's
1: pretty much pretty much the end of it. I mean, we're at the point where death is on a revenge path, and he's coming back. He has he has nothing to do with the the the, uh, other uh, horsemen, uh, war conquest and famine. In fact, he's teamed up with uh two what they call witches, which is wolf and crow, which uh, look like Native Americans um, shaman, and they're kicking some ass throughout the uh, the book. And yeah, he, they didn't really explain everybody who, tw- who fucked him up. He,
0: they didn't really indulge. Sorry. They didn't really like to like, uh, open up the backstory of those witches. And that's, that's, I think that leads to what you're talking about with Hickman. Like the characters aren't the important parts, the story. And yeah. so like, he didn't really indulge us in that. So that, and I wasn't, here's, here's the thing though. I am historically, and you know, this very cr- character driven, like I want character development and everything. And I usually criticize when they don't have it in this. I didn't feel like I needed it. I feel like the story was so like intriguing and so I was so worried about that with you, honestly. Encapsulate that makes me happy. Uh yeah. you know me so well. Like... But uh, I didn't need it with <laughs> like I mean, I wanted it with death, obviously, because he's such a prominent figure. Yeah. But like with his little minions, like I didn't it's almost like the Guardians of the Galaxy, like we don't need to know where Rocket Raccoon's from. We don't need to know where Groot is from. Like we just want them present and in and a part of it. And that's what they were. And it worked. So I, I really didn't need that, and that's that's surprising for me to say. Um I did get some Preacher vibes early on in book one, though, when it comes to the Angel of Death being kind of like an outlaw Western style. Yeah. That reminded me a lot of like the – what was the – was that Death in in Preacher as well? Like the guy that came with the
1: cowboy hat and the gun and would just try and kill everyone? I think so. Uh, It actually – I've been watching some interviews and some things, and they've been compared – this book has been compared to Preacher quite a bit. Um, Okay. And it's because of – of this kind of like I don't know, it's kinda of gritty, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like you're just it's dark and there's not really a lot of funny parts. Like sometimes you get these kind of comical things here and there. I mean I guess you can call the tracker, um, who was this guy who owns a bar at Atlanta and he's the one who turned uh was the one that was hired to find or I mean Death's son and, and track him down and he was the one with the eyeball coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, it really wasn't that funny. I mean, people were getting their heads cut off, their hands cut off. I mean, it was dire and um, violent. So,
0: Yeah, I, I think the tracker might have been, if not my favorite, one of my favorite characters because he was so like, he was the little squirmy bartender that was the only one that survived the first massacre and he yeah. had an eye patch on you could tell he was trying to like hold it like something was trying to come loose. I was like, oh, I want to see what mm-hmm. that is. And then later on, the eye jumps out of its socket and starts, like, being the rat for, like, the other three horsemen. Yeah. And, and then he becomes, like, this, oh, I'm a tracker. Let me show you where – let me show you my powers. And now all of a sudden he's, like, prominent and powerful and, like, has his niche. And I thought that was a cool little, like, back and forth between where he started to where he got to. And I like the idea <clears throat> of, like, <clears throat> a clan of hunters. Like, he's one of the the clan and he is the Pathfinder and like that makes me think there's a whole other world out there that we haven't even introduced yet like oh, stuff I bet like, there that. Is. like that like that was so character development in the side character which was interesting interesting choice
1: yeah yeah it, it was such a great little like niche because in the beginning of the book they don't tell you who the tracker is they just Mm-mm. give you this like you're saying they're just kind of this guy that's gonna he's met death again he's like oh crap you're back and <laughs> later on we figure out what he did and death let him live because he had some secrets um, which is which tells me do you bargain with death you know sounds like in this story you can bargain with death and how, how much of that takes away from you if you keep doing that
0: well <clears throat> what we found out from this story is death can be conquered by love it so can. if death can be conquered by love then why not try and bargain with him and also uh, Chamberlain didn't he interact with death or has he only interacted with no he interacted with death then he he, he, he convinced him to let him survive, so yeah death death can me, can be swayed um, with the yeah, information and f-
1: in fact, the three apocalypse asked how he survived that with his silver tongue, you know, and he's like yeah oh, he knew where uh, uh, uh death's wife was so he yeah,
0: him. yeah, he knows if you find a motivator in some way that's driven then you have you have leverage and that's what he said like my yeah. my language is leverage um so he definitely yeah the silver tongue. Um, so, yeah, book one kind of introduced you to this, like, land of post-apocalyptic and then also all this confusing stuff with the other three horsemen being reborn. So, obviously, there was some kind of disconnect between death and the first original three horsemen that happened after this this forbidden love. Um, and so I'm guessing death killed the other three, and then now they're being reborn again because they're infinite. Is that...
1: There's something in that they don't say that in the first five books that's not there. Obviously, yeah. the the um they wanted the uh the apocalypse the four horsemen. They wanted the apocalypse to to come, and that the the prophecy came true with Death's son. He was part of the three, but not the third, because he was Death's son, as he's part of the horsemen, because that's his son. But he wasn't part of the um the horsemen actual you know team. So they kidnapped him, and that's why they attacked him and, and and turned on him. Not sure. That might be book six through ten or whatever. Why? How they needed to be reincarnated, and why he wasn't there because he didn't die. Death. He stayed. He paid normal. a price. He looks yeah. different. He's all white he now. Does he does look to be different. Yeah. And yeah. he t- he talks about that. He talks about how he paid a price for what he did. Um, and in this yeah. book, his wife even shuns him a little bit too because she thought he left and he was
0: he was but he was uh tricked he admits that he was uh betrayed or whatever yeah Um, and and the prophecy you're speaking of is what they call the message right which is basically scripture of correct it's like the bible of what's going to happen so this definitely has heavy um religious undertones about you know um it says i think one of the intro parts of the story says the most divisive uh parts of our world are often the most important. So uh, religion is definitely a divisive part of our world. And they don't sway from it here. I mean, Four Horsemen of Apocalypse, all these revelations being rewritten. Uh, and I, I guess my confusion is, so they have the Chosen, right? And they have like the seven leaders from the seven different worlds. And, yeah, seven
1: parts of the nation, yeah.
0: Yeah, seven parts of the nation. and And they are all driven to help the other three, horsemen to make the apocalypse come to fruition am i correct on that
1: yeah there's some kind of deal that happened where the nations maybe um at that time and it kind of doesn't explain it 100 i tried not to look too much into it because i didn't want it, any of the book to be spoiled for mm-hmm. me for the future books yeah but i got the sense that they came up with this 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 thing right this plan this messiah this prophecy and apocalypse um, says, okay, this is what we want. And so all of them had, every nation had made this plan to do that. Of course, now all of them are, it's still different nations. And they still kind of hate each other. So that's where the politics come in, um, yeah. you know, as a president and stuff. But they all had this agenda of, okay, now it's, we've, we've taken our time. Here's what, here's what next, the apocalypse. And maybe there's a promise that, that they prom you know, that they give them, particularly to these leaders so yeah, there's some kind of, I, I'm gonna say promise that's been given, and now some of them are changing their mind, like Chamberlain. Like maybe I don't want to be a part of the apocula- apocalypse. Uh, the you know, death doesn't want apocalypse to happen anymore because now he has something to look forward to. You know.
0: Yeah. So there's this prophecy, and yeah, when they when they introduce, because obviously death comes and murks the first president. Um, cuts his head off and destroys all his soldiers. And then they yeah. reintroduce a new president and it has to be a believer um, because the old president was definitely not a believer. So right. that tells me that there... Yeah, so there is some kind of promise. So you think that the Chosen have been promised maybe like an afterlife if they make sure the apocalypse I would think fruition? so
1: too. I mean, this is 200 years later from when the message came out. And uh, in fact, you know, so who knows what kind of situation where there, maybe there's a gift or there's afterlife, there's immortality. Maybe, you know, instead of kind of like, instead of fighting against the devil, you become the devil's right hand man or something, you know what I mean? And you get to be there. Um, it's just, it's so hard to predict Hickman stuff. So yeah, I think um, we're playing
0: a game that we shouldn't be playing right now.
1: Yeah. But I, I think there is something there and they didn't talk about that in the first five books, but they are hinting at stuff of that nature. Um, and so that's why for research for us, it was really hard because there's so much out there about Hickman and this story, but it the, a lot of the, the story has ended two years ago. So it's like for us, we're like, okay, don't want to go too far because we want to continue to enjoy the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you, it's like your first inkling is to see what this means, what like, how is this explained? Mm-hmm. And if you, and, If you're reading the first one and you look ahead online or something, like you're ruining everything. Like you got to read this because like that's that's the entire style of Hickman is.
1: Yeah. It's that reveal crap that he likes to do to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks you
0: in. Exactly. So let's talk about Miss Death. Uh, Shaolin, is that
1: how you pronounce her name? That's how I say it. I've heard other people say it differently, but let so us know she, if we say it
0: wrong. She, she's one of the Mao family, um, which is uh, in which country or which nation?
1: New Shanghai, which is in San Francisco. Okay. And basically China.
0: So why are all these nations in the
1: in the in North America? Like what... Is you know, I don't know. There's there's a difference in each one, you know. The the Union uh, of the um, United States of America, their motto is In God We Trust. Um and that's like portioned up. Then you've got the Confederacy, which is like the South part. So this is like the Civil War where everything just seems to be um well, they did say divided. that the
0: first uh, awakening or whatever occurred during the Civil War. So like I guess maybe that's saying that Political views never progressed from the Civil War times.
1: Right. And I'm assuming the rest of the world either is a dystopia and not livable, and this was the last land available, or maybe we destroyed it, you know, as we fought, you know? Again, it's one of those things you're like, what happened? Where is the rest of the world in it? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, um, I mean, the Texas is its own (laughs) Of course. Of course. Sounds like it all adds up. Yeah, the lone it. star of freedom. Um, and that one actually, we haven't gotten to that part yet in the book, so we haven't seen some Texans yet.
0: No, we haven't uh, seen the Badlands yet either, have we? I'm excited for that.
1: We the haven't Badlands. seen the Badlands. Uh, the nation, the the nation of the American Endless, a motto is verify, and they look more of um Native Americans on that part, you know. So then you got like the New Orleans has its own maybe because of the french yeah, um maybe the so maybe they just so i think he had done this play on history which is great um but i have all these little things i just was like oh i'm reading further into the book without actually reading into the book so but yeah we're still hard. having fun we're still it's having hard. fun guessing i think it's fun understa- you know we're you know we're not know it alls because we're in, we're you're going through this journey with us no we're kind of cool yeah, yeah, we're, f- we're
0: consumers. Uh, right. So definitely didn't talk about Shaolin at all. So let's go back to Shaolin. So uh, she is a freaking savage. Um, when it gives yes. her little her little synopsis, her little backstory. Like she was a warlord at age 16 and killed 100 men in a day at age 20. And yeah. the best part, I thought this was one of the most coolest parts of the story, is like death noticed her because she wielded death. And she conquered death by ignoring him. And I was like yeah. oh my god it's like you <laughs> got the 16 year old cold shoulder in fucking high school and it worked on, if it works on death like who won't it work on and then he came to her with a gift and it was some blade or something I believe and then her her return was to spend the night with him out in the desert and, and then love happened and I think that's so fucking like what a badass shall yeah. We is.
1: yeah she is I mean she kills her own father I mean she's yeah. Her sister try was it her twin sister? I don't look like her twin sister. Uh, tried to defeat her and she just catches her Tried to her defeat her. And yeah. catches, Ma- her and catches her head, squeezes her head, and and squeezes her head out. And yeah. she defies death again. You know by saying, "You fucked up our family. I don't want you. We're done here." Yeah, she and still won't like, give
0: him any of it. And he just caught yeah. found he thought she was dead. Was tricked. Found out she was alive, and then just trekked through and murdered everyone along the way, including an entire Mao dynasty. To get to her, and she's like, nah, I'm good. Go find my yeah. son. <laughs> Such a... Like, she is, she's the badass of the story so far. She is, yeah. So when she lost... So she was captured um, and, and basically vanished from the earth to keep death off her trail. And she was in these, like, cuffs. And uh, she lost her hands. And it, it was like... looked like a snake dude with two swords is what cut her... Like, what, what was that group? Do you know what that group It was? looked
1: like... Um, that was the Apocalypse f- 3... famine war that were different forms gotcha
0: Gotcha. okay yeah the former forms
1: and she's they were just too powerful for obviously because she's human and they're not but so they took her hands because she was a weapon i bet maybe in uh probably chinese culture maybe they used to do that i'm not sure i know they did that at the beginning of uh robin hood uh kevin cosner when they stole they took your hands yeah they do
0: that in uh only god forgives and uh, Ryan Gosling, it's like an Asian culture thing. He's, yeah, he's got to lose his hands. So
1: um, Hickman's so smart. I mean, he literally is putting history in comic books. Yeah,
0: dude. The more we talk about, it, the more impressed I get. Okay, so yeah.
1: so when when Death Death admits he was tricked
0: and, and betrayed, and he he left her with her son, that was the other three horsemen that probably tricked him to get her isolated, take the side. Yeah. And then, okay and that was in in their in their thought process that was to make the prophecy of the message to come to fruition because they needed the beast the son of yes the, the son of death okay yeah. all right so it's it's all it makes sense in the comic and it makes you know literature sense too so that's interesting yeah. um the bummer i had was fuck i want to keep reading it ends at, like the best part death's gonna go find his son and it it's, does yeah it's cliffhanger this, this kid in like this dome being tested on and being sounds like he's a computer almost he can recite pretty much any philosophy when they're quizzing him and everything. That yeah, was, they have him hooked up,
1: you know, to this like like I said, this AI machine and um he's just he looks demonic. I mean he looks like the future but also he could he's from you know, he's part of the past, so it's like really weird. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: So a lot of pieces of tie in here, and also it's the guy from Texas, I believe, that's having second guesses about what they're doing about their plan. That's Bell. Yeah, Bell, and he's like talking uh, to Chamberlain, and he's like, "I'm I'm going to go try and fix this." And he goes, "Well, everything's destined already." He goes, "Well, Ferrari, damned, why not give it a shot?"
1: So he's going to go try and change the the plan. Is that is that what yeah. you got too? I did, yeah, and he's talking to Chamberlain, who's from the Confederate, and they're. But uh, except for Chamberlain's trying to do this a different way, by he's kind of like Loki, if I could throw reference out yeah, there, he's just yeah. kind of manipulating everybody. He he actually even throws Bell under the bus because they're like, oh, there's a traitor in our midst," and he's like, "Well, shit! If if you know who, you know who it is, it's this guy," and really it wasn't him, but um, and Bell just decides to. I mean, I, I think I love it. I love cowboys anyway. I love cowboys and Indian stuff. You know, I love all that kind of Western. Lincoln Logs, dude. Was raising yeah. this shit. Um, and we kind of see that here with him. And he pulls out his six shooters as they chase him out of the tower and uh, lands in his ship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that this not only does a great job confusing you, but also setting you up to understand and then leaving you wanting more yeah um, it, it does all three of those things really well and I don't know if there's
1: is there anything else we didn't cover like, I think we got no much. that's just the first five books I think it that just, we did a really good job I was actually really worried because it. a pretty good job too yeah there's so much so much to <laughs> interpret and so much to do and I have um, I have watched some other reviews and it's almost you have to be elegant to even do a review on this you gotta throw some ele- you know cause his words are elegant and his story is elegant and um, but well, I, think we I, ooze, did a good job.
0: I ooze elegance There you. Go. Yeah. That's
1: why, that's why we, it happens is cause the elegant that you ooze is out of you.
0: Speaking of which, I'm going to crack my third beer. Um, so, so yeah, I think
1: what did you, you have the
0: luxurious like version of this. Um, is that the entire story encapsulated
1: or is no, is there's three, the there's three deluxe versions Um, uh, three, uh, three deluxe Uh, I guess, three deluxe books of of East of West, which contains, I want to say they go through one through, uh, maybe one through 10, one through through 15, one through 15, because it's 43 issues total in the story, and which is great. It's only $50, um, but it's year one, and then it goes year two, year three, and so we just... Hit the very tip of the iceberg of this stuff because we've got about forty more books to read, and this these ones are great. It's only again fifty dollars for the deluxe, and it looks pretty on your shelf. I'll throw a I, I've thrown a picture of it before on our Instagram feed. I'll throw another one up. Um, yeah, yeah. And I saw
0: the White Tower on there. That was dope. And I love. The black yeah.
1: Tower looked cool too. Was like yeah, like that's imperial. I know. I'm trying to throw some hints out there. You know, kind of what we're doing weeks couple couple days prior, yeah, um, tease with some fun music, the yeah. Pirate.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, that's 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 the story so far, and it's it's freaking intriguing, incredibly well done. Um, I get some Tokyo ghost vibes almost to it. Um, with well, that's the, such a great book, too.
1: Yeah, recommender.
0: Uh, yeah, gotta, I gotta love those guys. So, uh, let's go into Crafter Trash. Uh, I don't think anybody's even flirting with trash here. I think this is another masterpiece, it's very well received from what you've been talking about, um, to my understanding. So not surprising. Um, I'll go first. I think on a scale of 1 to 10, I I give this one just for the first five books. I mean, I give it a 9. I don't know. Maybe 9.5. I don't know how you can complain about this. Uh, I'll, I'll stay at 9 just because... There is a slight lack of character development, I guess, but that's really just his style. And me being a snob about that, I'm not even mad about it. The artwork is incredible. It's just dark enough, but also lighthearted enough. There's not not a ton of comedy, which I usually crave, but I didn't need it. I think it's just the perfect pace. And I think that it's incredibly preparing you for this journey of this new world. And and I want to go on it. So I, I really enjoyed it. What about you?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think a nine is a great number. I mean, it it's the beginning and it's hard to um, – I want to – you know, I do want to give it a, a higher rating, but I want to wait till it all comes to You got to leave
0: some room, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think, you know, one thing we did with like low, which is something that we do, I don't know, once every – twice a year we do low. Um, Probably annually, yeah. Yeah, and – uh, that got a ten like right off the bat, you know, before it <laughs> yeah. ended. So I think we wanted to wait, and I think um this is up there with low though. So I think a nine is a great number, and I'm eager. I read through that so fast, and it's not an easy read. It wasn't like we read the Black Widow book, or you know, um, the Siege was actually a really easy read. You know, this was not yeah. an easy read. You have to. I actually had to go back and read some issues. Just I to had kind to of reread. Like,
0: I had to reread that stuff. So time. especially yeah. the first three issues. The first yeah, three issues, like here. it's a lot of building.
1: It is, yeah. Let's see
0: if we can get a, uh, a score on
1: any of these. Should we get a review? So yeah, I think we, I think we would like to do with these types of stories is maybe do them once a quarter. You know, where we 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 do a set of five once a quarter, and uh, I think we'll be able to push. You know, our our without pushing too far but push enough to where we can quench our thirst of this book but also you know can cont- you know not kill ourselves because it's yeah. a lot of reading
0: it is a lot it is a lot so yeah. if you if you uh look at the ratings, so there's a reddit article that's just a debate of whether or not this is the greatest comic of all time so that, that i heard Yeah,
1: I've heard heard this, that debate about this book. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: If you go to goodreads.com and look at the rating. So this is just volume one, the one that we just talked about. And uh, it's got a 3.91 out of five. So that's what a um, 7.8 volume one. And we're at a nine. So we're a little bit higher on it. um, But I think everybody's pretty much in the same boat. This is a great start and they want more. Yeah. Um, right on. Well, that's East of West, the beginning, and I'm sure we'll have more of those coming your way. And I would definitely I think we're all on board to say go out there and get a copy. Um, if you, you can get it on Comicsology, three ninety nine for Volume One. That's what I did. And I don't know if I've told you. This, I think I've already told you this, but it's so cool to screen share your phone on your TV, and then just lay in bed, put put a soundtrack on, and just read off <laughs> your big screen.
1: It's like, how you do it? That's what I did today. <laughs> I laid in my bed, I
0: f- screen shared my phone with my big screen, and then I put on some Spotify, and I was just flipping through on my phone and reading on the big screen. It's like you're in the movie theater. I, it's a really cool way to do it, in my opinion. That's awesome. Um, but before we close out, you got any uh, stock talk for us? Any, any equity shares you want to? Any secrets you want? Um, there? Uh,
1: there are some. You know, right now, Moon Knight number one, and I bought a bunch of variants of Moon Knight number one. There's actually um, a, a couple variants that are worth really good money, but there was a new Spawn Universe. Spawn Universe is coming out right now, and it, this is the high, this is kind of the cool thing about helping out a comic store, is you kind of get to see where people with minds are going. There is a variant of King's, um, uh, King's Spawn book number one. That comes out, I think, next week. This, uh, I'm sorry, it came out today because we're recording today. Hmm. And so, um, this Wednesday. And there's a variant where Todd McFarlane signs it, gives you a certificate f- to be graded, a signature edition by CDC. And that book, before it even hits the shelves, I'm seeing it for $750. Um, and it is a crazy... Because of the Autograph? it's a it's one of his rarest retailer incentive books and you know how racial books go jordan do you know what what i mean when i say a racial book a no but i already book? i
0: already feel offended are you saying ratio or racial ratio oh right. i thought we were getting a race war and i was gonna no i don't know later <laughs> not on the mic jr you don't want this smoke
1: yeah it's tough it's too, i'm too tired for that anyway um so no what's a ratio we, book uh, retailers get a very special variant if they buy, let's say, ten comic books. They'll get a one out of ten variant cover, right? They can do up to one twenty-five, twenty-five, fifty, seventy-five, hundred, two hundred, so on and so on. So this one is one hundred and no, is it one hundred twenty-five? So you have to order at least the minimum of one hundred and twenty-five books to get this one signed copy. And so, of course, I don't know if if there's enough spawn people out there but that book right now is super hot it's high end we've got people calling trying to get ahead and if at the, at the store we do a first come first serve for ratio books because it's just not fair if you call ahead you know so, and people wait in yeah. line at the store on Wednesday so um, but that is kind of my key collector kind of stock talk today because it was such a like book that just everybody's asking for. We got phone calls, we got emails, we've got people coming in. It's just nuts.
0: So it comes out this Wednesday, August, what's that, 4th? Yes. Um, It's 700 bucks already, is what you're saying? I've seen it for $700, $750 pre-sale. And you have to buy 125 books if you're the retailer in order to get
1: one. To get
0: one. So how many of these you think with your understanding of the business and the industry how many of these are gonna be available at a comic book store on average
1: well it most comic book stores are probably the size of action city so i'm gonna say probably one to two um and how or, you just have to be
0: the first person there on wednesday morning to get it
1: you have to stand in line to get it And that's if honestly that's if the owner wants to sell it it's not like you have to
0: right that's like what this is interesting so
1: yeah it's not like you have to um sometimes i recommend don't sell it you know keep it for yourself as a shop owner and you're gonna sell it wherever you want to um and sometimes it's just easier because there's so many people asking for it. it's like hey it's just not available here um so are they selling it is doug selling it you know, he doesn't even remember if he ordered enough. He doesn't, <laughs> does, he doesn't remember. Fucking if, Doug. I know. He doesn't even remember. He doesn't alone. even remember he ordered enough. But he also, I don't know if there's enough Spawn uh fans for him to do that. You know, I don't get Spawn. Um, that's the risk, I guess,
0: right? Because you you, you you take the risk you have to buy 125 books. So you have to sell those and hope that they're going to sell just to get this one book. And then you might have to sell that. And that's – yeah. So. That's interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a gamble. Yeah. But you're, you're recommending to get that book if you have the opportunity.
1: If you have the opportunity, that book is just going to climb because um, go to uh, Tom McFarlane's uh, Instagram page and he talks about it. It's going to be his rarest variant ratio book ever. And they're giving you a basically a coupon to get it graded for free. So they give you this that piece of cool. paper with a number and then you, you mail it to CGC and they, they grade it for you and they bring it back. What signature? if you buy
0: it brand new? Don't take it out of the package. Send it in to get graded with a free coupon. And They're like, yeah, it's like a seven. Yeah, <laughs> you never be even so opened it. Oh my god,
1: you spend the seven fifty to buy yeah. it. Um, and, can you imagine it like,
0: gets damaged in shipping or some shit?
1: Uh, I've seen that happen. I've I've actually won a Venom three, and the comic book store sent me pictures like, hey, we don't want to give you this book because they damaged it <laughs> putting it in the uh, slab. So oh, we're going to wait till we got another one. So I've seen that happen. And so, yeah, I I could I would think I would be really pissed. But, I mean, that's for the high-end people. I mean, that's for doctors who collect comic books or, you know, or, people with-
0: Or us. We're bougie or, as yeah, fuck. Yeah, sure. So look at,
1: yeah, well, sure, we'll, look at me
0: sitting in a closet. I'm bougie as fuck. <laughs> so yeah. uh, this is an authentic autograph then, the ones he's signing. It's it's not like a copy or a print. Nope. It's him physically it's signing his these. It's
1: signing it, and it, you're getting a free- cgc coupon it's coa that's awesome certificate of authentication, authentication.
0: right on well you heard it here yep. doctors and and fellow yacht owners if you want a 700 hundred dollar comic that's spawn it's gonna blow up look no further than today go to your go to yep. your store and if you're not the first one there then it might not be there but with that price it might be available to you still depending on your market yeah um right on man well anything you want to plug before we close out here then
1: um, no, that's it for this week. You know, we do have some stuff coming up, um, but nothing actually booked yet. So I don't want to say it on to wait. am
0: just going to, a little, little cock a little flirt out there. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Well, uh, as always, thank you for listening and follow us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you're not already, please subscribe, leave a review on, uh, any platform that you listen to that you can find us, which we're on all and, uh, tell your friends, you know, try and spread the word. So thank you so much for listening this week. We'll catch you all next week. See ya.